This is the Barbecue Central Show Archives. The Barbecue Central Show airs live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices and a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit them online at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by Big Papa Smokers, creators of fabulous rubs, online retailer of grills, accessories, apparel, and creators of their own barbecue contest. Visit them online at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, creators of injections and rubs, sweeping the nation, doing well in competitions and in the backyard. You can visit them at ButcherBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Call 440-943-2700. And use key term barbecue brother when you talk to Steve or visit them online at stephendefranco.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the best pellet grills you can get on the market today. Varying sizes, not only for your capacity of cooking, but for your budget as well. Visit greenmountaingrills.com for more information. And by El Diablo Mustard. Looking for a little bit of heat and flavor and regular old yellow mustard? El Diablo has you covered. Six different flavors to choose from currently. And you can find them at eldiablomustard.com. And by cookingpellets.com. Have a pellet-driven cooker? Why not try out some of the best pellets on the market? And will not void any of your warranties, by the way. Cookingpellets.com is the website. And by CookShack, a premier manufacturer of electric and pellet-driven cookers, giving barbecue classes located in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Always running some kind of a special deal. Check them out at cookshack.com. This is Jim Minion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. This is Jim Minion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Hey, gang. Want to talk to you real quick about something that's very important when you're buying stuff on the Barbecue Central Radio Show will air live at... So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the really big barbecue central show, everybody. Hey, everybody. Yeah, it's the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We uh, broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on Tuesday. If you want to jump in, more than happy to have you. A phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Your two bits of contact info. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, 
thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening on the show, in case you didn't get the newsletter. This is a special show. We try and do it once a year. Well, of course, we would only do it once a year. The 2014 Barbecue Central Show Year in Review. Which means for the next two hours, we will be going back through the archives of guests that showed up during the course of the year, this past year, 12 months of guests. There were a few missed shows here and there, most notably uh, right at the top of the year in 2014, when we were getting through some of the move-in issues that we had Transitioning from the old Barbecue Central Radio Network studios to the now palatial brand news, now a year old, Barbecue Central Radio Network studios. And there's the install of internets and all this other stuff. So uh, we were able to get through there. And uh, actually, the first show of 2014 was January 14th, 2014. We'll get to that. And the uh, rest of the shows as they appeared in chronological order during the course of this 120-minute program. Are we looking at the Rempy dinner table right now? What are you talking? Am I not on? Yeah, I should be on, right? Am I not on? Hello? Hello? I'm going to race right over to Outdoor Cooking Channel and see what the... Hey! Connecting, yeah, what I'm, man, what are you talking about? Lake? You hear me? Do you see me? That's the question. Do you see me? Damn right, Diane, me looking good, looking great, goddamn. Uh, if you want to jump in on the show tonight, maybe you have always tried and thought, well, maybe not always tried, but always thought about calling into the show, bringing something of value a barbecue take, a barbecue opinion, a grilling opinion. Maybe it has nothing to do with barbecue or grilling at all, but you've been biding your time, picking your place to jump in for the very first time on this show. Tonight is the time to do it. There's no guests that we have slated, although top men in the industry could be calling in at any second just to weigh in. Uh, If you want to talk about your favorite moment or moments of the show, This past year, this is going to be the show to do it. A couple great things to tell you about. Uh, If you want to watch this show, as a matter of fact, let me fire up my email because I did get a question on this. Uh, This is something that I can dovetail into what I was about to say. Uh, This email from Jess Pryles uh, wait, no, 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 no. That's enough. I'll get to that one here in a second. Sorry. Uh, this from... Yeah, here we go. This is from Ziggy's Barbecue. Hey, Greg, I'm a barbecue dude from Sweden listening right now. What's up, Ziggy's? I really like your show. When will you have Mr. Franklin back? Ask him about his brisket, the best in the business? I mean, according to everybody, 
that's anybody. Yes. Some of the best in the business. In the restaurant business. Thanks for writing in, Ziggy's Happy New Year to you, uh, my friend. And uh, where is the other one? Damn it. Oh, Lord. You know, okay, well, I can't find it, but somebody wrote into the show, and I apologize, and said, hey, I, wife got me Apple TV for Christmas and heard you say that you can get Outdoor Cooking Channel and your show on uh, the IP television. How do I find it on Apple television? Well, that's very simple uh, to answer. You can't get it on Apple television. While the Outdoor Cooking Channel is on a number of IP television platforms, Apple TV is not one of them. Unless I'm completely mistaken, Kevin Bevington, if I'm mistaken, please shoot me the Skypes and uh, let me know that I am uh, completely incorrect. But I believe at this point there is no Outdoor Cooking Channel app or feature that you can get on the Apple television, which would preclude you from watching the video stream of the show. However, I have it on good authority that through Apple television, you can get the live audio stream. If you go into the radio portion, go into, I believe it's talk and sports, and then scroll down in alphabetical order to get to BBQ Central Radio Network. And then you can get the live audio stream of the show as it happens on Tuesdays between 9 and 11. And then you can also get all of the year's past shows in archive form that play in uh, succession. Here's how it goes. So after we do the live show tonight, I'm also recording it. I'm going to post it to iTunes and a number of the podcast directories to get audibly, which is how 99% of the people consume the show audibly. And then... uh, on my audio stream, I will tomorrow I will have a whole day's worth of replays of just this show today. So uh, December 30th, we'll play for 24 hours as soon as this show ends and I get it uh, ready for podcast and get that file compressed when the new uh, podcast push comes out at 23.55 this evening. Tomorrow, you will hear nothing but December 30th shows all day until midnight. And then as the new year hits, you will hear all of this past year's shows play until we get into until we get into some of the new shows, which will start uh, a week from today. And uh, we'll go from there. So that's what is going on with or, or how you can consume the show on Apple television only audibly unless you use the YouTube app and then you can get the replays that way. But there's really no way to see it. Ooh, we'll see. That's what you can do. I just forgot. I do broadcast video live on YouTube as well. So go to my YouTube page and maybe uh, we're up there live somewhere in YouTube every Tuesday. We are live. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but. It's easier for me to upload that way, too. Uh, So anyway, point of the matter is this. If you've been looking to jump on the show, if you have something you want to talk about, if you are uh, looking to start a new catchphrase or whatever, this is the show for you tonight. Jump in. Call in. I want to have you. We want to talk. We want to 
hear what your favorite moments of 2014 were, perhaps, about the show. We're going to be recapping that as well. Um, I'm seeing some of this here in the instant chat room. I was hoping Greg would interview some of the candidates for KCBS Board of Directors. Uh, Dave, I'm more than happy to do that as well, except that nobody's decided to approach me this year. Uh, that is something I've done probably for the last five years is have people from the board of directors on the show, getting them a platform where they can get out uh, what they would like to see accomplished if they are elected or perhaps not only am I providing the platform, they would provide the platform that they are running on to get on the uh, board of directors. So if you're running for the board of directors and you want to call in tonight, more than, it's a free-for-all show, folks, is what I'm saying. As we also recap, thanks to Don G for showing you the live stream on YouTube as well. Don't anybody go away. Stay right here. So if, you, if you're running for the board and you want to jump in tonight, come on, bring it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We'll do it after the break, of course. All right, folks. Happy holidays from Cook Shack. They are so thankful for all of their customers, vendors, dealers, distributors, and employees. They send a special wish to all the listeners of the Barbecue Central Show for prosperous, happy, healthy, and tasty New Year. Cook Shack manufactures electric smokers, pellet-fired smoker ovens, pellet-fired charbroilers, and pellet grills. They also sell accessory sauces, rubs, wood, and pellets in the oven grills. A variety of sizes. Cook Shacks can fit the needs of any customer. Cook Shack provides commercial and competition cooking classes, online recipes, video cooking classroom. Check out their website, cookshack.com and pelletcooker.com, their blog and their social media groups at Facebook. Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, Instagrams, and LinkedIn. They also have world-class barbecue forum moderated by the one and only Smokinoki Russ Garrett. On the competition circuit, Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions. Teams from coast to coast in Canada use our smokers and pellet grills to get the winner's circle attainment. FEC 100 can handle four meat categories with ease. While the fast studies by Cook Shack PG 1000 and 500 are pellet grills that can smoke on the indirect side and grill on the direct side. Your purchase comes with a Cook Shack unconditional 30-day money-back guarantee. Buy and use any Cook Shack product if you're not 100% satisfied. Return it within 30 days for a refund, a credit, or a replacement. Cook Shack is dedicated to crafting smoker ovens for genuine pit barbecue and wood-smoked foods. They continue to develop and improve their products with an inspiration of smoke and made simple. They would love to share their passion for barbecue with you, so give them a call, 800 800- Four two three zero six nine eight. That's eight hundred four two three zero six nine eight. Or visit them online, cookshack.com or pelletcooker.com. All right, year in review. Your phone calls, emails, so on, so forth. Right after this, stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. 
Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Your bits of contact information. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to area code 423. Name and where you're calling from. Steve Ray from Ottawa, Tennessee. Greg. Steve, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much. First of all, you know, I want to I want to say how much I appreciate you and I'm sure everybody else does the, the uh, prep work you do for this, for this show. I know it's a, a hard thing to do when you're trying to put together a show and work at the same time, but man, you always pull it off, and I mean, you pull it off in a professional and a, a classy way, and as a, as a and as a broadcaster myself, I really appreciate that. Uh, Steve, I job. appreciate you saying that. Thank you very much. Uh, obviously, uh, a smart man, a loyal listener of this show, which I certainly appreciate anybody that uh, takes or consumes this show in whatever fashion, but really... You are one of the uh, tried and true, as I see here in the chat room, of people that carve out time during the week on a Tuesday. I mean, there's got to be roughly 758,000 other things that might be better to do on a Tuesday evening from 9 to 11. But you say, forget that stuff. We're going to go hang out in a chat room and listen to some schmuck in Cleveland, Ohio, talk about the art and sport of barbecue and grilling, and I believe... That uh, well, that is great, and that's why I really like my live listeners most of all, and I'm not kidding about that. Well, uh, you know, it, you get so much information uh, from your show, from uh, Chad's show. Like I was listening uh, to Chad's show a couple weeks ago, and he brought up a a product called a Napoleon Grill that looks like a Napoleon smoker. I'd never heard of a Napoleon smoker, so I did a little bit of research on it, and it's it looks like it's a pretty good product. You know, this is your show is where I found David Bosca's product that uh, you know we used all year during our competition. And I'll tell you the best. I think the best thing you did all year was the roundtable discussions of each meat on the on the in a competition barbecue style round discussion. I mean, I, I heard I was listening to the one where Donnie. I think I think Donnie was doing chicken or pork, but I can't remember exactly which which segment he did. But you could almost hear in his voice him thinking or holding back, saying maybe him thinking to himself, "Wait, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm going too far. You know, I'm giving away I'm giving away the playbook here for free, and I'm trying to get people to pay for it at my my cooking schools. So um, I mean, all the people they were very very interesting, and uh, I thought they were very uh, you know forward and uh, really came forth with some good ideas and and I tell you guys like me that are just starting in the competition cooking business you know we uh, we appreciate that we really do Steve I appreciate your phone call tonight and happy new year to you my friend you bet same to you same to you Dave look at this guy. and Don and Blake and the whole group in the chat room look at this guy all right Dave uh, bringing it star uh, I'm sorry Dave Steve bringing it strong Dave appreciating the fact that somebody said his last name right do I not say your last name right, Dave? It's it's Dave Buska, right? Dave Buska? Rhymes with... I don't have anything to rhyme it with. It's That's not right! What? Isn't it Dave Boska? 
from Butcher Barbecue. Dave Buster. Wait, let's see. Am I right or am I wrong? Of course I'm right. He's only been a sponsor of the show for eight years, I think. Well, okay, we haven't done the show for eight years. Um, 216-220-0966, Greg at the BBQ Central Show. .com, your bits of contact information should you see fit to join in the show. We run all, all the way back to January 14th. That was the first show of this fresh year, which is now coming to a close uh, in 24 hours-ish, 27 hours. Uh, Meathead Goldwyn let off the show in the year 2014, and we talked about Chinese barbecue. We talked about Glog. We also covered the Pork Barrel Barbecue Top 25 list that they had out where every day during December they were naming off somebody they felt was in the top 25. And then they named their top 25 person to some degree of criticism calling the backyard barbecue or the the top person. I thought it was kind of shitty. Name somebody. Don't make it a group. Who cares? And then uh, we also had, uh, which I believe was the his very first time on the show, John Thomas from Grilling 24 and 7. We were talking about how he got into the grilling and barbecue industry. We also hit some recipes as we led up to the big football game that was going to be played there in a few short weeks. And then we closed the show with Scott Roberts as we did a little sauce and rub review. Then we uh, went to the following week, January 21st, the Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue called. And we had a, uh, let's call it an in-depth session. It's funny because somebody just uh, referenced this in the chat room. Uh, we mentioned, or we, we had an in-depth session on... Horse meat. That's right. And hold on a second. And we went in depth about how, you know, many other species of animals are harvested, slaughtered, butchered, eaten by the American public. And that while neither Dave or myself could really find you know anything wrong with the thought of it or the fact that we would have a uh, Dave I mean it's still true today right we would have a large amount of access to horses we could probably just bring to slaughter for meat and you know it looks a little different uh, might have a little bit different taste but if you look at other countries i believe France was one that was mentioned on a consumer of horse meat i believe italy uh, was one that it was a consumer of horse meat as well and uh, you know when you have lines that are sick or there's nothing out they can't work or they're, they're just not useful well what do you do with everything else you kill it you eat it but don't do that with horses and i believe at least in my estimation that we didn't we, we don't push it further because horses are akin in people's mind to, let's say, a dog or a cat or, you know, some kind of a pet. It's funny how you don't have the same thought on, like, a cow 
or a bull or something like that. But a horse, you know, that's different. That's a worker animal, so you can't eat that. You know, that's mean. But perhaps that will change here over the next few years, although I believe I asked Dave if he thought that horse production would show up in strong form and fashion five, ten years from now. And I believe he said, nah, nah. Uh, we also had Grill Girl on that show, January 21st. We talked about Super Bowl recipes, outdoor cooking on campfires, and uh, we argued a bit on Bobby Flay being labeled as the number two person on the top 25 pork barrel barbecue list from here. Uh, she didn't like it. She thinks that Bobby Flay was a douche. And he should have been, if not on the list, well, well below number two. I disagreed. I think if you came out with the top 25 list right now, even though you probably haven't seen anything barbecue or grilling related from Bobby Flay, he's still one of the most influential people over the last decade to bring it to the masses. Absolutely. We can argue about it all day. Uh, Then we close out the show with a media darling, a... TV personality, Big Mista Strauder, Neil Strauder, joined me. We talked about a number of topics. More intimately, we talked about opening and managing a barbecue business in the farmer's market setup because that's where Neil's success uh, originally started was the uh, – do I want to go previous? Uh, Hold on a second. No, I knew it. Neil got his success in the farmer's market situation. Then we moved to January 28th. You know, one of the most talked about people. One of the most talked about people. On this show, to this day, I still get emails when people hear his replays of this show. None other than the non-Hall of Fame Strong safety of the San Francisco 49ers. Instead, owner of Cigars and Stripes in Chicago, Illinois, Ronnie Lotz made his triumphant return to the show. We were able to dig a little bit deeper into his business of barbecue, his store, how he sets himself apart from a lot of the other places and eateries around him, and certainly was another entertaining segment and then we talked with Fast Eddie. We recapped the Lakeland Pig Festival competition. Fast Eddie's took six overall out of 69 teams that weekend. And we talked about some other hot topics. And then we had a icon in the industry, Stephen Reichlin, talk to us about covering winter cooking tips, fireplace cooking methods, smoked cocktails, and more. And a year ago, I had a beard, too, now that I'm looking at that. That was January 28th, February 4th. Now we're into February already. Uh, first weekend of every month, of course, uh, Ray Lampy stopped by, and we answered some listener questions. Then we went down south and talked to the first-timer uh, from Wooly Bully Barbecue, Damon Wooly. Damon and his team at that point had won a contest in Winter Haven, Florida, and we talked about the FBA and so forth. Uh, then we talked to Mike McLeod, the MMA creative president and CEO, talked about the 2014 Sam's Club series, which was just starting to gear up at that point. And uh, we are also talking about the upcoming World Food Championships. And then we uh, closed the show with a guy that joined me uh, last week, Chad Ward, Whiskey Bent Barbecue. We talked some KCBS. We talked some FBA. We talked some 
2014 predictions, all that fun stuff. And then in the middle of February, we talked with Meathead yet again. We ran some cold weather cooking tips up the flagpole. We also talked in depth about Mardi Gras. Then we uh, went back down south to the FBA. I told you 2014 was going to be the year that I started to make sure it wasn't all about KCBS. So we did hit up the FBA because they were, and as you know, they are well into the swing of things right now in the FBA competition season. Terry McKay from Gitter Smoked joined me. We talked about a victory that he had recently in the FBA at that point in the season and kind of how he got into the competition scene. And then in the second hour on February 11th, we talked to Sam, the cooking guy. We talked about a wide array of topics to include stainless steel cookware, what to buy, how to buy, how to clean. We talked about TV cooking shows and, of course, as he ought to do, shared some great recipes for all of us to try. And then when we closed out the show, we kind of rewound a little bit and found out how Sam got to where he is today. You know, back in the old days, Sam was a nine to five grinder, just like everybody else. But quite frankly, he'd had enough of it, figured he was going to try it on his own, do the cooking show thing. And we, we learned about how he got into all of that. And uh, it's quite a successful story if you've never seen it. Uh, February 18th show. We talked with Matt Barber from Hot Wachula's FBA. He came in second place at the Haines City, Florida contest that week. We also talked with this guy, not Dusty Rhodes, but David Qualls of the American Dream Barbecue team. Pimped out the Smoking at the Run contest weeks away from what was then the second annual contest in Miami, Oklahoma. Well on its way to its third year of existence trying to figure out if I'm actually going to be able to revisit my spot as host at the end of March. And then we talked to America's only editor of Barbecue from Texas Monthly, Daniel Vaughn. We talked about some new topics that he had been working on for Texas Monthly Barbecue. Is that right, Texas Monthly? Yeah, the barbecue division. And uh, we talked about some of the most respected names in the barbecue industry and who should be respected, who should. And then uh, wrapping up February, starting out the show, we had uh, some convenient things to cook outdoors, right? You remember these guys, the boys from Easy Grill? Their product, we discussed it in depth. If you would recall, it was that cardboard box that had hardwood lump charcoal in it. It made its way, I think, pretty much around nationally this year. If not uh, in many different regions of the country, you could also get it from their website. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go and do this right now. I'm going to click on their website and see if it's still there. Yeah, still there. The Fire Cube. You can buy it online. You can find out where to buy it. Grill-Easy, E-A-S-Y, grill-easy.com. And then in the second hour, we talked with Steve Grams. He is the uh, director of the Western W3 Barbecue Cook-Off Series, uh, we found a little about that series, how it actually got started, learned a little bit more on Steve. He was actually a great guest, uh, somebody I should have back on again. And then the last segment, uh, we tracked back down Daniel Vaughn to get into some other new stuff in the world of barbecue. And uh, just like that, February was over and done with, 
And we moved on to March, closing out the first quarter of the year, March 4th. Uh, Ray Lampy joined us again, as he does every first segment of the month. And we talked with Patrick Banks from Booty Q. And we talked about, uh, I think that would have been one of the first local qualifiers for the Sam's Club Series this year in uh, Daphne, Alabama. And he gave us some background about himself and his team. And then we joined, this was great. I remember this um I remember this one clear as a bell because do you recall cave t- cave tools uh Michael O'Donnell Michael Medium Rare O'Donnell was the guy that was my guest and we were talking about his his stuff and the stuff that he was selling but I said hey I remember doing a take at the top of the second hour about um uh, Dave, I will call you Dave Qualls. I will call you uh, next segment. Let me get through uh, March here. I'm writing your number now, too, by the way. Be ready to talk. It's going to be dynamic and awesome, as always. Um, if you recall, there was the second segment take, or the uh, the second hour takes. Second takes, as I call them, I guess. Three guys were out camping, cousins, and one of them, or well, three of them stumbled over an outhouse, I guess, in the woods. And the guy's like, hey, great. I'm going to go ahead and jump in the outhouse and do what I do in the outhouse. And then the cousins thought it would be a, oh, hoot, to knock over the outhouse. So, you know, the random stuff happens when you knock over outhouses. You get pushed down, all the dirtiness of the outhouse is probably falling upon you except something dramatic happened to this young man on top of being covered with urine and poop he broke his neck and became a paraplegic nay quadriplegic no arms no legs and instead of suing his cousins for pushing over the outhouse on him And I would have been pretty pissed, use of no arms or legs regardless. Pretty pissed if they would have done that to me. Instead, that guy turned around, sued the outhouse manufacturer for $5 million and won. (laughs) Claimed that the outhouse was not anchored properly, thus allowing his... Idiot cousins to knock over the outhouse and cause quadriplegia to this guy in the outhouse to the tune of $5 million, which spawned the question for a couple weeks. If I put you in an outhouse, tipped it over, not only were you covered in poop and pee, but now you're a quadriplegic, would you take the payoff of $5 million? Inevitably, everybody said no. A year later, here's the question. Almost a year later. People in the chat room, if I put you in an outhouse and I tipped it over, aside from being covered in urine and poop, you also sustained quadriplegia injuries. But you get 50, I'm sorry, but you get $5 million. Do you do it? Everybody answer yes or no, and the time starts now. Here they come. Here they come. Anybody? Anybody? No poo for me. 
Jason Adams. No. Blowfish Barbecue. No. Don G. No. Nobody is taking a Don Diane Meek is a no. Nobody's taking $5 million over quadriplegia. Wow. It's a lot of money now. You know what you can buy for $5 million? I will ask my next segment jump-in guest the same question. David, be sure to answer honestly. Nobody likes a liar who's running for the board of directors. All right, gang, if you're like me, you're looking for ways to raise up the barbecue and grilling game. No better or easier way, and I say it each and every damn week, than by adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal. That's right, folks. We all know butchers is well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection. Prime injection combined all the things loved from their beef injection using its award-winning flavor enhancer, its ability to keep your brisket juicy. They have combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor, available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. You know what else is for sale? Uh, for sale. You know what else is for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com? Bird Booster! Right? Got to get the Bird Booster at ButcherBBQ.com. If you're looking for go-to rubs or sauces, you're like, oh, do I got to go anywhere else? Do I got to go anywhere else? No. You can stay right at ButcherBBQ.com and hit up the full line of award-winning rubs. Of course, everybody knows my favorite rub of Dave's is the Honey Rub, which I buy by the five-pound bag. I also like the Steak and Brisket Rub. Got to try that premium rub, especially if you inject with butchers, because it is formulated to work with the injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. Last but not least, of course, the sauce, the sweet barbecue sauce. You've seen Dave use it in competitions. He's got it for sale typically when he's at competition. You've seen him use it on the TV shows with a large amount of success as well, like Barbecue Pitmasters. You know, when it comes to sauce, nobody's more picky than me. If it's not my sauce, typically I like to poo-poo it. Can't do it with Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Sauce. I love it. It's not overly sweet. It's got a nice slice of tank. Just the right amount of back-end heat. No liquid smoke, which I certainly appreciate. Because Dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce and didn't take the easy way out like 99% of the bottles that you see on the store shelves anymore. Get a box of six. It's going to go fast. He'll thank you. I'll thank you. And no worries about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Anything over $200 ships for free. How about that? Easily you can stock up for $200 plus at ButcherBBQ.com. And then the shipping is on Dave himself. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up right now. You'll be happy that you did. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. Uh, We're back with a guest. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. With me, 
Stay with me. Make me do it with a dumb mouse click. Is that right? Sure, that's right. But making the call out? Yeah, it's making the call out. All right, great stuff. Uh, we'll have a guest here on in just a second. You want to jump in on the show tonight. Would love to hear about your favorite moments of 2014 as we are racing through uh, that and other things tonight. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com, 216-220-0966. Uh, before we get into the uh, more of the year-end recap, let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome a friend of the show, somebody I just mentioned, the Pitmaster of American Dream Barbecue team. David Qualls joining us here on the show. David, how are you? Hey, Greg. How are you, bud? I am doing absolutely fabulous. Uh, Christmas good. Uh, Hopefully everything good for you and Chris as well. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Did you get lots and lots of uh, betting chips from the casino? (laughs) No. No? No? No. Okay, good. Stay away from that stuff. I heard it's uh, hard once you get into the... uh, once you get into the casino, if you know what I mean. All right. Um, so a couple different things to talk about, I guess, uh, briefly, since you are a competitive barbecue cook and took a, a substantial run at it uh, this year, as the American Dream Barbecue Team pitmaster and seeing uh, quite a bit of success this year, uh, your thoughts on uh, the season of 2014 and uh, what you're hoping to do next year? It was a good season. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we cooked like 36 contests over, I think, 32 or 33 weeks because we cooked some double headers. I think we cooked in six or eight states and uh, just had a great time. Saw some interesting things this year out of the circuit. Uh, do any of them stick out to you so much that you would want to mention them for being so weird? Oh, uh, <laughs> not so much weird. I mean, it's just... Uh, uh, the interesting things is, is we experienced the Jack Daniels. We experienced the Colorado Rockies Invitational. Uh, got to go to the King of the Smoker and experience that. It's beautiful out there. And uh, just cooked in Colorado a lot this year. Very beautiful locations out there. Lots of things to do. Uh, what are you looking to, to get accomplished 2015 as you have the, the short respite here before 2015 gears up? Do you have a number of contests already picked out? Are you going to lay off a little bit there in the beginning? What's the, the plan for the upcoming season? Well, I've started putting the calendar together, and, and we cooked 36 the last two years, and I'm ready to slow down. It's, uh, some of them have been futile. I shouldn't have went back to them this year, and I did anyway, and I took those off the uh, off the calendar for this year. But, you know, I'm going to try and shoot at 20 to 25. Now, having said that, I'll probably wind up cooking 30. But... Uh, uh, I want to slow down just a little bit, but we are going to cook next week in Denver at the Stock Show um, contest and on the ninth, and that's going to be pretty interesting since it's like eight degrees there today. Are Are you a fan of trying to cook in the bitter cold? No, not really. I mean, but uh, <laughs> you know, we cook out. We have a, a kitchen in the back of our motorhome, this toy hauler motorhome, so it's not like we're under a tent. And you know, our pit you know, handles the cold weather very well. So it's just that time you got to get in and out. No, I'm not a fan of it, but it's, it'll be another challenge. I cooked, uh, what was that called? Polar bear in Columbia, yep. Missouri, the year before last, and it snowed eight inches while we were there at the contest. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, do you have a, a desire to make a run at team of the year for 2015? Well, 
you know, I was on your show already last year and said I wasn't going after it because the system is too kind of, uh, you know, I hate to say flawed, but it, it's not geared towards really making a change. You either get in it and get on top and stay there or not because of uh, just the the variance in the size of contests with 50 points. If if we get there, we do. If we don't, we don't. You know, we enjoyed a lot of success this year with that and had fun. But at the end, we ran out of contests that we were scoring good at. And when we did score good, there were contests that had 27 teams at. So we never had a chance. You know, we lost our stronghold there. All right. Uh, Dave Qualls joining me here on the show, Pitmaster of American Dream Barbecue Team. Uh, also, you know, there was a, I think there was a groundswell or a cry of support for you uh, early on in the year to consider running for the Kansas City Barbecue Society's Board of Directors. Uh, this year on the show has been a little dry in the uh, terms of folks looking to get on, and I have always made the show available to people looking to, to get on the board or at least run for the board, and that is something that you are actually going to uh, have an undertaking for, right? Looks like we're going to give it a shot and see what happens. We, uh, we so, put our name on the line, and I think it'll be fun. You know, I think we have something to offer the members. I think I have something to offer KCBS being on the board. All right, so what are you, typically those that are looking to run have some ideas of what they would like to get installed or things they might like to tweak or things that – they aren't necessarily big fans of that they would like to, to try and change if they were to so get elected. So, you know, I guess two sides of the coin, uh, Dave. One, what's good with KCBS right now that uh, you are you have no issue with, and, and what are some of the things that uh, you would like to, to see changed if you were able to, to get in there or at least uh, start the, the road of change? Well, I think Cop Barbecue is a great pastime sport, you know, it's it's hard to say it's a sport, but it's hard to say it's a hobby at the same time. You know, it, it is not a professional endeavor because there's probably maybe three guys out there making money doing it um, on any consistent basis. But the ability for a family to get together and cook in a competitive environment and have a goal to shoot for as well as a great environment that's family setting, you get to go places and see things, meet people uh, in – Things like that, and I think that's what's great about what KCBS has created. Uh, in that same turn, they've created the 300-pound monster because of Pitmasters and actual KCBS's evolution itself. It's busting at the seams, and I think, you know, its infrastructure needs some help. Its judging criteria has probably worked better, you know, when they had 100 contests a year and maybe, you know, 1,200 cooks total, but, you know, the regulatory side of, of the association needs some looking at. It's been no uh, it's been no hidden agenda with anybody that there's a problem with the judging system. I don't think there's a problem with individual judges themselves, but if they've been trained to judge under three different criterias and you put a group of judges that have been told three different ways to judge barbecue all under the same tent, you're going to have the chaos that's going on in these large contests today, these tables of death and angel tables. Well, you don't see it as much in a 25, 30-team contest simply because, you know, there's less judges under the tent. Hey, let me ask you about that because inevitably you hear, well, I don't know if you probably 
here to the far less uh, percentage of the angel tables, but you're always hearing somebody talk about the table of death and how they, they could have won the contest, except that they, you know, they finished first on this table, but it ended up finishing middle of the pack overall, blah, blah, blah. How do you, because it's a person and we're all different and no matter how we're trained or no matter what we're told, uh, the uh, internal makeup of each individual person will take over to a certain degree. How are you able to, to mitigate that and I guess make it as, as robotic and fair as possible when dealing with the human element? Well, one of the questions that KCBS sent out for us in the bullshit, you know, was about some of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, you change it would have to be very carefully. Um, you can't just, put the brakes on the judging process today and say, okay, we're going to change all this beginning with the next contest. It's not going to happen. Uh, I think to judge from two to nine is probably a little too close. I mean, there's, there's not enough judging points to go through with. Uh, I've heard that, uh, you know, you can deal with more like gymnastics. You started a number and then you start, discounting points based on this, that, and the other. But, you know, we're subjective to a taste bud, yes. But, I mean, it's very obvious to see if you've got a, a box of ribs that looks like they've been cut with a, a hacksaw versus a box of ribs that were laser precision cut, and you get one judge who gives that a nine and another judge who gives the one that were hacked with a hacksaw a nine, then you know there's a problem there. And uh, it's just a matter of criteria. Now, does both of those ribs make me look like something I want to eat? Maybe so, but we've gone a little further than that nowadays. David Qualls, American Dream Barbecue Team Pitmaster, uh, now making a run for Kansas City Barbecue Society Board of Directors. Uh, Dave, what are some of the other things that you would like to uh, maybe not necessarily change, but uh, look a little bit more closely at if you were to, to get on the board? Well, I think the marketing aspect of KCBS uh, it's very important to the growth and to the sustained growth of, of, of what we're doing. Um, I don't see us becoming NASCAR because there's 4,000 cooks. There's not 4,000 NASCAR drivers. But, uh, you know, a lot of national recognition. I'd like to see national companies that, that deal with outdoor cooking get more involved, you know, like Weber and Kingsford. And, and organizations like that, the meat producers, not so much that, okay, we're going to put $100,000 in this contest, and that's what we're doing. But I would like to see them go in and say, okay, we're going to spend $50,000 um, the XYZ National Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue, and I'm going to spend $50,000 promoting backyard grilling or backyard KCBS competition barbecue and give $500 to eat to a group of contests as prize money or, you know, things like that to get more national involvement. KCBS, I think, needs to promote KCBS and KCBS needs to hire promoters and, and marketing agents that zero in and target in on competition barbecue cooking. And that's it, you know, and, and backed by KCBS. I just, uh, I think what the Wells family put together is just, you know, phenomenal of what it has turned into. It's a beautiful thing. And it, like I say, it's a family sport, and it needs to be pushed to that because let's look at these days. There's not a lot of things that families or friends can really go and do together and make it affordable and make it fun and keep it enduring. 
Dave, I mean, you have a uh, third-party company, an MMA creative, that has helped KCBS land uh, the KCBS Barbecue Series, um, not the KCBS, the Sam's Club Barbecue Series. And, you know, these guys have contacts with uh, the Kingsford and the pork producers and the beef producers and stuff like that. Uh, do you think that uh, there, there's something that they are missing in pitches or uh, promotions or uh, something along those lines that aren't really bringing in the dollars that we might be talking about here? Well, I, I really can't. Honestly, I can't answer that question because I'm not on the board, so I don't know the inner workings of those contracts and stuff. I know that having uh, managed casinos for 27 years, we live and die by our marketing and promotions. And, uh, Greg, you've been to Buffalo Run. You've seen the property. Yeah. Our customer base is right at 600,000 unique names. And, and we market out of that 600,000 uniques, we have oh, probably a little over 140,000 dedicated regular players. And now you take something as small as we are at Buffalo Road versus the millions that KCBS can reach. And we do it on a budget. You know, we do it on a budget probably not as much as what KCBS has the ability to spend based on their docs, you know, their demographics. But we you, we just got to take it. And I'm not saying a grassroots thing, but I'm not saying higher Madison Avenue. I don't know that 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 what the marketing company for KCBS is doing is maxing its potential or not until I get on the outside in. But having cooked all across this nation the last two years, KCBS could be a whole lot bigger name than it is among its own little group. Dave, are you surprised at the percentage of membership that actually competes versus is just a member? Well, that's grossly skewed because if you want to be a barbecue judge, you have to be a member of KCBS. And if you want, then you must be an active dues paid member. So if you have 400 contests that need on average of uh, 50 uh, judges, that's probably, I would say on average, that's probably about 12,000 unique individuals that judge one contest a year somewhere around there. That's why the numbers are skewed. Now, if they required cooks to be members of KCBS, it'd probably be, you know, instead of the 19,000 they're looking at, it may be 25, 26,000. And that would just be the head pitmasters carrying a card. David Qualls, American Dream Barbecue team, uh, talking to me about uh, the run for KCBS Board of Directors. Uh, Dave, if anybody wants to get a hold of you or ask questions or anything like that, uh, do you have any contact information that you can uh, give out or Facebook page or stuff like that? Sure. You know, I have the, uh, you know, David Qualls on Facebook, and uh, I think it's david.qualls50, or, you know, the American Dream Barbecue team. Um, my email address is djqualls at aol.com. And uh, my uh, Google phone line is the same as on the smoking at the round, 405-598-7575. And so, uh, you know, you can get a hold of me there if you have any questions. And, of course, before I let you go, uh, Dave, and appreciate the time tonight, kind of unannounced, uh, the third year of smoking at the run is definitely going to happen, correct? We're on March 20th through 22nd. Right. Changing the shootout just a little bit. Uh, and how we're doing the shootout this year, but uh, we're still having the shootout. We're having the contest, so it's a doubleheader. And you cook both contests. You're in for money for uh, overall points, money for the shootout. All right. Sounds and, like and, a blast. 
and let me touch a little bit. Yep. I haven't really announced this out much. Of what, last year, if you remember, yep. and we missed you last year. I hope you can come this year. I'm trying and, uh, and do the deal. I mean, we brought uh, what's that? What's that, Michael? Michael McDermott. Yeah, we brought that guy in, gave him a shot at, at, at stardom, and look what happened. Sam's picked him up. He's the Sam's tournament director for the rest of the year last year. Became the director this year. So, like I said, Greg, you need to come and do it again because, you know, who knows? Destination America may need you next. Yeah. We make stars in Buffalo, right? All right. It loses <laughs> slots in America, right? No doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, but let me, let me talk about the shootout real quick, if you don't mind. Last yeah. year, if you remember, we took on the very first day and by a open lottery drawing at the Cooks meeting, we split the teams into two flights. So, you know, XYZ team, we pulled the ball, and you were on the red team. You know, ABC team, we pulled the ball, you were on the blue team. And so we split them into two groups, and they were sanctioned as two separate contests. And then the highest point scores of each contest, like we said before, would win the shootout, like the first-place ribs in the blue flight, the first-place ribs in the red flight. Whoever had the highest score won the shootout as well. The judging was so irregular between the flights that one flight never had a chance to win the shootout. And it goes back into this judging issue again. And then we looked at it very strong. I brought in six KCBS reps when I only needed three or four, excuse me, to do that contest just to make sure we crossed our I's and dotted our T's. But when they did the drawing, everybody looked at the strength of the field, and I think it was the red field. It's like, oh, Lord, I'd hate to be in that. But then the blue field just won all of the prizes because the red field side, they had so many low-judging scoring tables. And it wasn't saying, well, I got bad product. They just had so many low tables. They never had a chance at the shootout. So I'm not going to split that up this year. Going to do the same thing across two separate contests on yep. separate days. So if there's 60 teams, it'll be 60 teams shooting against each other. All right, sounds like a blast again. March 20th through the 22nd. Uh, this is David Qualls, American Dream Barbecue Team. David, always appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks so much, and happy New Thank Year you, to Greg. you and Chris. Bye. Bye, bye. There he is, David Qualls, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Love that guy. Anybody that wants to have me out to MC anything, yeah, I'm pretty partial to, for sure. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? Uh, quickly, folks, let me talk to you about Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Did you do it, folks? Tell me if you did it. Show me the receipt. Did you hook up with Steve, get a great Christmas present? Maybe you missed it. you got to make up for it tomorrow for New Year's. Maybe there's still time. I don't know. You're going to have to give Steve a call. How about watches? That's right, Bolivar watches, Accutron watches, Citizen watches, Philip and Company watches, all the high-end jewelry that you have come to know and love from me talking about it over the course of these many years that Steve has partnered with the show. Here's what you do. You go to the website, Stephen DeFranco, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com. Look through the inventory of what he has, through the watches, through the jewelry, They're in a diamond wedding band and engagement ring superstore, by the way. And then once you find what you like or you have some questions specifically, call Steve directly, 440-943-2700. And if he doesn't answer the phone, ask for Steve. Tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister when he gets on the phone. Tell him you listen to me talk about him every week on this show. And quite frankly, you want the real price on the stuff that you are inquiring about. Now, maybe it's a really big purchase. Maybe you're buying a ring or some... Real big diamond stud earrings or gold chains, stuff like this. 
He's going to take the time, sit down with you on the phone, ask you a bunch of questions, budget, what are you looking to convey with this gift. Uh, he's going to have a bunch of questions in his quiver and then pull them out, rifle them at you, and then in the end, we're going to have a crafted solution for you, not trying to upsell you like they do in the big box stores, not trying to pressure you into something that maybe you really don't want to do. He's not interested in doing that because he wants your business today or tomorrow, but he also wants it down the road. That's why I enjoy dealing with Steve on a weekly basis. StephenDeFranco.com. That's Stephen, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, StephenDeFranco.com. Call him, 440-943-2700. If you are in town locally, 84 and 91 in the business district of Willoughby, Ohio, not the historic part, the business district, 84 and 91. And Stephen will be happy to deal with you directly in person. All right, thanks again to David Qualls. Uh, thanks to Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. We'll wrap up with the first hour, like, real quick. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are quickly going to run. Uh, if you want to jump in on the show, we're going to come back. We're reloading for the second hour. 216-220-0966. If you're running for the board of directors or you know somebody, tell them they can call in on the show tonight. We'll do it here before the year ends. We'll uh, get back to recapping the year otherwise. We're right in the middle of March. Uh, we just finished March 4th, I believe. March 4th? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, so we'll uh, start the middle of March when we get back in the top of the second hour. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh, we will reload the second hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. Listening to Barbecue Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate 50 before wieners. Oh listen, Lavernius, shake a face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. Ooh. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Greetings, salutations. Uh, this is the Barbecue Central Show, the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. 
And I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on Tuesday. The day before New Year's Eve, ladies and gentlemen. What's big? What do you do? I mean, last week we were talking about Christmas Eve. We were talking specifically about Christmas Day prime rib dinners. Matter of fact, ah, shit. Text messaging is great until you realize that text message should have been an email. Hold on, I'm going to find, uh, you would recall we had Connie's Recipe Corner. And I want to, I'm going to be able to, God, I got to save it first? Oh, for the love of Pete. Attachment copy to storage device, all right. All I want to do is email this to myself for crying in the sink. Let me go to my gallery. My gallery, Gary. Yeah, I can't find anything anymore. Time, location, albums. Show me albums. Yeah, well, I can't find it. So let me just pull it up on my phone. Maybe everybody can see it because I'm broadcasting in succulent high-definition television anyway. This is what Connie's Recipe Corner Prime Rib looked like. Right there. Look at that. Nice twice-baked potato. Got the roasted asparagus. Got the nice medium-rare roast beef. Sorry, I'm doing it via phone. Wanted to do it via file, but... What can I tell you? Sometimes even the most technologically sophisticated people fall on their face. 216-220-0966 if you want to jump in on the show tonight. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Uh, Kevin Bevington weighs in uh, about an hour ago. Apologize for that. In regards to Apple Television, like we were talking about beginning of the show, no. No video. No video on Apple Television. But if you have Apple TV, then you know there is a uh, button down there that says radio, and you can get the live audio stream. So while you don't get to see my Hollywood good looks, you can hear the golden tones. Flowing through the bandwidth of the worldwide internets. Uh, March 11th brought to the show, of course, uh, Meathead Goldwyn. We talked about a number of topics to include the lead-up to hot weather cooking. We also covered the myths of if you're looking, you're not cooking. And what should you put in the water pan of your cooker? We also talked about the fact that you know a lot of people have this burning passion to put all sorts of, you know, well, they think that using the water pan somehow makes the environment in a, for instance, Weber Smoky Mountain so much more humid. And uh, the reality is this. Uh, is there some humidity being put into the air because the water is, you know, evaporating? Yes. Is it something that it's going to, based your meat in humidity or something like that? The answer, of course, is 100% no. 
You know, until that water gets to a rolling boil where it's really releasing your water evaporation into the air, then, you know, humid to a degree, but nothing like it's it's not the Amazon, for crying out loud. So we talked about that. that then in the second hour, we had the president of uh, Cook Shack, Stuart Powell, who we're looking to have on here just after the turn of the year. Some great new things happening over at Cook Shack. Uh, we talked about uh, his successes at smoking at the run uh, over the past weekend uh, and, and March 11th. Uh, and uh, we talked about all the cookers and all the things going on at Cook Shack. So look to catch up with Stuart here in a couple weeks. And then we had on the show Dennis May from Smoking in the Dark, and we recapped a uh, local Sam's Club competition win with him. Uh, you would recall, beginning of the year, we were very Sam's rich with guests. Uh, March 18th, Stephen Reichlin came back on the show. We talked about steak, steak, and more steak. Uh, we got intimate with the beef talk, and we went step-by-step step to ensure success at the grill when it came to steak. We also covered a little grill season maintenance for those of you who uh, aren't year-around cooks. And, of course, we always say shame on you for that. And then, uh, as Dave uh, Qual said, uh, that um, uh, that Mike guy, Michael McDearman, stopped to talk about his time as MC at Smokin' at the Run contest. Uh, that was uh, that weekend past. So this was March 18th, so probably wasn't like the 16th or 15th or something like that. And also was talking about the Sam's Tour then we talked to Sterling Ball, uh, the pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers, and we hit explicitly on judges' scoring, cookers' rubs, uh, BJ's tap house stuff, amongst other things. And then we closed the show with the uh, Smokin' at the Run Barbecue shootout winner, Lucky Skew's pitmaster, Justin McGlawn. Always love to talk with Justin. Let me talk to Justin a good morning. Oh, man. Closing out March, there's no way we're getting through the rest of the year, by the way. Uh, we talked with Clarence Joseph from Mama and Papa Joe's Barbecue. We talked with John Dawson, Patio Daddio. We had some Connie's Recipe Corner action in March, April 1st. Found uh, Ray Lampy coming back in. Also, we did uh, finally in April, believe it or not, April 1st, not April Fool's, we ta- uh, tracked down Aaron Franklin from Franklin's Barbecue. We learned all about him. We learned about the show on PBS. We learned about his... Thoughts on being rated the best barbecue in Austin, the line that he has in front of his store every day. Uh, as I had mentioned previously, it was a first Tuesday of a month, so we talked with Ray Lampy, and then we closed the show out with a to-be-determined, because I was writing the letter without the guest booked, but there was a, a Sacramento Sam's Club, a Sacramento, California Sam's Club winner, and we uh, talked to that pitmaster as well on the first April 8th, Meathead came back. We talked ham, ham, and more ham. And we talked about some other items, too, but mostly ham. Sam the Cooking Guy came back in to talk about his recent trip to Hawaii and the food out there and the culture out there and the vibe out there. And we also talked about tater tots in depth. We also talked about cocktails. And then making her appearance... Debut appearance on the show for a Sam's Club third place overall finish in April 8th of 2014. In the chat room tonight, Diane B. was on the show. We recapped the big weekend that she had 
at her uh, Sam's Club local. April 15th, Arthur Chu. Do you remember that? It's The show is not always about barbecue. Eleven time in a row, Jeopardy champion Arthur Chu joined me April 15th. Who remembers that? We talked about how he caught the ire, nay, the hatred and down-lookedness of the traditional Jeopardy players and fans at home because of how he was uh, tactifying the question board on Jeopardy. But he won like $340,000, so in the end he pees on everybody in their general direction. Uh, We also talked with the Rolling Grill pitmaster Eric Thomas, who I've had on the show before, about his new book. And uh, we also talked about his second appearance on Barbecue Pitmasters. Stephen Reichlin also showed up on April 15th. We talked about his brand new book that finally was finished and was going to be hitting the shelves. Uh, We talked about cooking chicken. We talked about lamb. We talked about eggs, holiday grilling, because Easter was coming up, of course. Too much to cover, but we tried to cram it in, so go back and get that if you didn't get it. And then Scott Roberts uh, showed up on April 15th, and we did some more sauce and rub reviews. Then we went April 22nd. We well, we'll get back to that after break. We're rolling, folks. Two one six two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Let me talk to you quickly about the longest running sponsor of the show, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru Gang. If you have been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why are you going to buy it from some other company? I don't know. Now, if you're not familiar with how these little items work, I will bore in to the minutia. Imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set, keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true. It's not. This is real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Now, maybe you're a busy working professional like me, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with the kids and doing errands, and quite frankly just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the Barbecue Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. Sounds great. There are currently four different models to choose from. A couple of those that are really wreaking havoc on the retail world, CyberQ Wi-Fi, of course. You have a what? 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 Women screaming upstairs, ruining my read. Y'all ruining my read. Also, the party queue. Starting at 149 bucks. Got the new facelift, self-contained package. Runs on AA batteries. Goes from cooker to cooker to cooker. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. What? For what? Being interrupted at all turns here in this read, folks. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out all their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. 
All right, we are back to get into April 22nd. You want to jump in? Happy to have you. 216-220-0966. Share your thoughts, your emails with me on your favorite parts of 2014. We'll dump it all in as we finish out the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Your two bits of contact information, should you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. All right, so April 22nd, I don't know if you remember or not, but we tried to line up, we, I tried to line up, and I'm trying to figure out how this, I don't remember, if I was approached or if this is something where John Dawson didn't want any part of it and he kicked it off to me and said, hey, um, I'm not going to deal with this on my well-respected, high decorum, rarely posted on blog. Uh, just kidding. Well, not really. But it's a joke. It's an inside joke. Uh, have at it with this pig man. Wait a second. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it had nothing to do with John Dawson. Maybe the strong arm of one creator of the Outdoor Cooking Channel, Kevin Bevington, showed up and said, put this guy on your show or you're fired. So I relented. And we tried to have a pig man on the show. I don't even know if this, uh, let me see if this link even works. Yep, Pigman TV, Discovery Channel, Fridays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Does anybody remember Pigman? Well, we tried to have Pigman on. I forget what his name was. And then uh, in the show, there's a barbecue restaurant, and uh, uh, Quida ran the, I forget the name of the barbecue restaurant itself, but uh, Quida was on, and uh, we couldn't, uh, we had a, a terrible Issue with the phone where the guy kept calling in, but kept running them right out to uh, voicemail, and it was hectic and terrible and so on. But uh, Quita was on and ended up being, uh, I guess, what I would classify as a interview delight. Um, she referred herself uh, in the third person a number of times. Quita is Quita. Quita is going to be Quita. Uh, we learned about her uh, actually very historic barbecue restaurant that was generations in existence. Uh, we also talked with Melissa Cookston from Yazoo's Delta Q. Hold on. Now, what? 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 All right, that's the way I want to go. Um, we talked with Melissa Cookston from Yazoo's Delta Q, Memphis Barbecue Company. We talked with Craig Sherry from Texas Pepper Jelly, also... There was another Sam's Club local winner on the show. My man, Jason Ganahl, GQ Barbecue, showed up. Brought us strong. Jason, what's up, man? Happy New Year. That was April 22nd. End of April, saw Gabriel Garcia coming on, talking about the art of asado grilling. And his grill, 
is absolutely phenomenal. I don't remember if you recall seeing this. Uh, you go to, to Gaucho Garcia. I'm going to show you a screen capture here right now. But you remember this kind of a grill, right? This is had the hand crank, and it looks like it's still under – is it under order still? I forget. Let me uh, get into some of that video. Yeah. Remember this guy? And he had this great grill. Hey, there's me. Succulent beef right there. Love succulent beef. That's a man right there. El Esado. But he had a uh, Argentine experience. All right, let's see the grill. So there it is. You put the wood in there and you burn it up and then you shovel the coals. Exit full screen. All right. Guys, all up in my ear hole. Everybody remember that grill? It's pretty sweet. It's a Kickstarter, I think. And then we talked with the best steak cook in America, the pitmaster of trash can cookers. Monty Brown was on the show. We talked a lot of steak that night, my friend, April 29th. And then in the second hour, Jim Book, CEO of Lynx Grills, joined me to talk about their line of grills and uh, specifically their new smart grill technology, which was getting wows all over the industry. That was April, man. I remember. I thought that was like three weeks ago. Oh, my God. Uh, at the end of that show, we had a pair. First time on the show, they were the first regional final champs for the Sam's Club Tour in 2014. Alexa and Vince from Rhythm and Q, and we talked about their win and their uh, journey through competition barbecue. That rounded out April. We got into May. Of course, Ray Lampy was in. Uh, we talked with my cousin, Scott Volpe, if you would recall. His son, Ben, has type 1 juvenile diabetes and they were raising money for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund and the walk that they were going to be taking part in in May. And we talked about the differences between 1 and 2, uh, type 1 and 2 diabetes. Uh, Michael McDiarmid came back on the show. We talked about his appearance on the Pitmasters TV show where he was actually in front of the camera instead of behind Jack Weibor like he was the first time he was on the show. And then Stan Hayes from uh, County Line Smokers came on Talked about his win at the Sam's Club local qualifier in Overland Park, Kansas. And we also talked about the uh, Operation Barbecue Relief that, of course, he is intimately involved in as well. That was March 6th. We start getting into the middle of, sorry, May 6th. We start getting into the middle of May. Meathead was back on. We talked about Arby's Smokehouse Brisket Sandwich, which, no lie, last night I broke down. And got it. And guess what? That sucked. We also talked about the thermodynamics of cooking. Very, very intricate segment or two with Meathead, May 13th. Go back and get it if you didn't see it. Hour number two, we talked with Harry Sue of Slap Your Daddy. We talked about his experience being a judge. Harry, of course, known for uh, being the top pit master. Uh, one of the top pitmasters across the country for the last uh, handful of years. Not so much this year, but uh, in years past for sure. But he uh, recently did a stint as a judge 
and we talked about what it was like getting the tables turned on him, and then we had the smoking guitar player himself, Fred Bernardo, talking about a new charcoal lighter. We talked about some competition cooking classes that he had going on in Chillington, Pennsylvania store, and we talked about pizza ovens. We hoped for a new original song, but we didn't get it. Sorry, we didn't get it. May 20th, we talked to one of the most recognizable faces in barbecue and grilling today. We talked about his historic win at this year's Memphis in May, which was uh, the weekend preceding May 20th show. That was the number four world food, uh, the number four world championship at Memphis in May. Of course, Chris Lilly came by. We talked about his competition techniques. We've talked about his new book, Fire and Smoke. Of course, the funny thing about that was that Chris actually cooked his award-winning barbecue absolutely freaking stone black cold. Shoulders were delivered frozen, son, and he won. Memphis and May, believe it or not. Barry Martin stopped by the show. We talked about his experience in Memphis. We talked about El Diablo Mustard, which was a new partner of the show for some time this year. And uh, we uh, were going to talk with Dave Benjamin about Hot Box Grills, but we would talk to him a little bit later in the year. Peter Banks from Booty Q came back on. Uh, we had that little issue where I thought I was calling Peter Banks, but it ended up being somebody else who was posing as Peter Banks until I caught him in the act. Outrageous, sir. To this day, if I see you, I will fight you. Promise. May 27th, we talked with first-timer to the show and in the circle of legends, Jamie Pervience. Talked about his background, how he got into the grilling biz, insight into writing books for Weber in the second hour. We also talked with Stephen Reichlin. This is when Stephen was coming on. Something happened. I don't know what it is. Quite frankly, it's my New Year's resolution to get icon Stephen Reichland back on the show once a month because I was enjoying going over uh, the things that we were talking about and having somebody like that on the show brings a uh, large amount of legitimacy to the show. So I'm not sure exactly what happened. There's a, probably a fair chance that I've offended him in some form or fashion. Now I've got to do a lot of ass kissing to get him back in the right place. We talked about grilling season. With Stephen, we talked about the best tools to have on board for the summer coming up. We talked about smoked eggs and one of my favorite things that I rarely cook and I don't know why. I have no good excuse. Beef ribs. June 3rd, halfway through the year, Warren County Pork Choppers. Donnie Bray talked to me about leading Team of the Year points race halfway through the year. Uh, didn't surface last week, but we talked about... The possible winner of a triple crown this year in horse racing, Harry to Horse, came out and talked a bit about the possibilities of that happening. Uh, Roland Neal from Mrs. Griffin's Barbecue Sauce Company talked to me, and uh, we learned about how they are the oldest barbecue sauce in the country, or at least in Georgia, and how that business has been able to sustain itself over the last 80 years. Uh, middle of June, we talked with Meathead yet again. We talked about how to build an outdoor kitchen, uh, how to build an outdoor kitchen, 10 value gas grills, charcoal grills, and smokers. We also touched a bit on the booze of barbecue. In the second hour, we talked to the BMC, Big Mo Quezon, Ponderosa Barbecue. Talked about his exploits on the competition circuit. 
some of the TV shows that he had going on. Uh, he was getting into, uh, I don't know if at that point he had been named a barbecue pitmaster, uh, full-time judge uh, for that TV show, but uh, always good to catch up with Mo. That was on the June 10th show. A little bit further into June, we talked with Bob Trudnack, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Barbecue Guru. We talked about the newly revamped Party Q device, which he was uh, nice enough to send me one. <laughs> we also talked about the Great American Out uh, Cookout Tour and the Barbecue Guru Challenge. Uh, Barbecue Bob's trip across the pond to teach an upcoming class. Uh, which he did earlier in the year, June 17th. Uh, American Dream Barbecue team David Qualls joined me on June 17th, talked about the first half of the barbecue season. Uh, they were running really hot at that point. They were currently on a two-grand championship win streak, looking for a third that coming weekend. Scott Roberts helped me finish out the show June 17th with Sauce and Rub Reviews. June 24th. Hey, it was fun. It was exciting. I thought it was going to be one of those huge hot summer so i wanted to get you all pimped out in a cool fashion rick kelly from portacool came on the show you remember rick talking about the uh, well a lot of people are calling them swamp coolers but it's not swamp cooler it's an evaporative cooler there's a difference he talked about the difference on the show uh, we also talked with robin lindars the grill girl Sam Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy, came on. We talked about a bunch of hot topics in the food biz at that point. And the last segment of the show was holding particular interest for many of the pellet cooker folks because we did a winery or rehab, or we introduced the game shows that ran this year, winery or rehab, cheese and font, athlete or porn star, and the winner won 80 pounds of free pellets. Wow. Remember that? That happened on June 24th. Then we move into July. Ray Lampy was on. We talked about his appearance at Grillstock in England. We talked about his appearance on The Talk 2. We talked about American Grilled, which uh, that was going on July 4th. Uh, Steph Franklin made his first appearance on the show, Simply Marvelous Pitmaster. We talked about his end of the West Coast offense line of uh, rubs. Big Pop Smokers, the other side of that, of course. And we got into uh, his barbecue season and kind of how we got into the whole thing. Does anybody remember how geeked and pumped up and stalkerish I was for the weeks leading up to this next interview? Russ Falk from Kalamazoo Grills joined me to talk about their Hybrid grill smoker. Do you remember this thing? Uh, stainless, American-made. And uh, the reason they called it a hybrid cooker is because it had a wood drawer that you would pull out that sat underneath the burners of the grill and above uh, or below where the cooking grate is. And you could load this bitch up with sticks of wood or charcoal. And then you turn on the burners. That's how it would light it. So on literally on one side you could have a wood or charcoal fire burning. On the other side, you could have it completely off for indirect cooking, or you could have uh, just the gas burners on. And we talked in depth about uh, their line of cookers, the Kalamazoo grills. And then, of course, I think he said the initial grill, uh, the starting model was like $12,000. Everybody's like, I got to go. Show's over, folks. Thanks for coming. We closed that show 
again with a pellet giveaway, right? 40 pounds of free pellets. Were these the grills that were tens of thousands and the inexpensive version was like 4,000? Nah, that might have been a little bit, uh, maybe, because I don't want you to get that confused with uh, tech grills. July 15th, uh, Sterling Ball came on. We talked about his end of the West Coast offense rub stuff. He talked about some other things. Uh, Meathead came on, of course, and we talked about everything that had to do with poultry. We also talked about the launch of his new Pitmasters Club that was up on his website that we talked about a couple weeks ago and uh, still doing very successfully, I might add. Uh, Towards the end of July, uh, Charles Lankford came on and talked about the Colorado Rockies barbecue event. Remember that? Uh, Mike McLeod from MMA Creative came on to talk about the World Food Championships TV show that was currently in the middle of that season airing on television. And uh, we also had a giveaway on, uh, to wrap up the show, July 29th. And as we move to the end of July into August, Chris Becker from CookinPellets.com was on the show. Jason Ganahl from the GQ Barbecue team was on. John Nilgis from Parrothead Smokers came on the show. John Nilgis. A legend and uh, living legend of competition barbecue right now came on talking about how he had been winning right along all these many years and then uh, making her debut on the show, a loyal centralite. Sylvie Curry, Lady of Q, was on the show. Loved having Sylvie on the show. That was the end of July, man. We're almost we're at the end of the year for crying out loud. All right, racing through it best we can. August 5th, uh, Ray Lampy was in. The competition brisket roundtable showed up. Jason Ganahl from GQ, Donnie Bray, Warren County Pork Choppers, Jim Elser, Sweet Smoke Q was on. That was the beginning of the competition roundtables. Uh, August 19th, Meathead came on. We talked about his new salt video in his pit membership program. Then we had the competition Pork Butt Roundtable. Darren Worth, Iowa Smoky D's was on. David Qualls, the American Dream Barbecue team was on. Matt Barber from Hot Wachula was on. The top pork cooks in the country were breaking it down in fine and spectacular fashion. August 26, almost through August, a visit from Barry Martin. We talked to Mike McLeod to talk about the World Food Championship TV show. And then we had another competition roundtable, the Ribs Roundtable, baby. Yeah! <laughs> Drew McNatt of Hogtide Barbecue. He was number one in ribs. Scott Smith from Q and Stewin and Bruin, number two. In ribs, KCBS. Dana Hillis, Big Papa's Country Kitchen, number one, FBA and ribs, all in, all doing it. Believe it or not, sharing all the trip, uh, the, the the tips and tricks and techniques. Uh, September, we had Ray Lampy, we had Patrick Paquette from the Basic Barbecue Team. First time on the show as a guest. We had Dave Benjamin, a hot box grills. We had Scott Roberts doing the sauce and rub reviews. We are screaming through the rest of the year here. September 9th, got a visit from Meathead Goldwyn on AmazingRibs.com. We talked with Clint Cantwell from Grilling.com talking about his win 
on the Grilled Show. We talked about the September 11th Remembrance segment, which I do each and every year because I will never forget, and I'll say it again at the end of the show. And uh, we are almost smack dab in the middle of September. We will get through. We will get through the year, maybe. If anybody wants to call in, you call in. 216-220-0966. Let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, rubs, accessories. Even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers making a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. The rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, including the 2012 and 13 World Series of Barbecue in Kansas City, the 2012 and this year 2014 Jack Daniels Invitational, 2013 Kingsford Channel, 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, many more to come. BPS has also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based barbecue rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created two of their own unique competitions, King the Smoker, which took place a couple weeks ago, bringing the best of the best in barbecue in a head-to-head back-to-basics competition. King of the Smoker unique... And the contestants may not use any electric device, such as pellet cookers or pit mics. Contestants just allowed to use charcoal wood in their wits to win one of the most high-stake barbecue competitions around. The opposite of that is the guinea pig, a cost-controlled competition that helps bring in newcomers to the competitive barbecue world. Also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which helps provide incentive to get new competitors into the world of barbecue. On top of all that, Big Papa has created a unique brand ambassador program. The BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all this within only the uh, now four, maybe five years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. Website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, we are back right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back, 216-220-0966, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. All right, before we get back to... The uh, continue revisit of the year in review. Let's go to area code 407. Name and where you're calling from. Uh, it's uh, Shamrock and Barbecue. Um, who is this? Matt with Shamrock and Barbecue. Hey, Matt, oh, hold on a sec. Sorry, Matt. Wrong sound effect. There you go. Matt, how are you, bud? Pretty good. I got a question for you. With uh, the King of Smoke and the Big Papa doing that, how do you feel about the pellet grills compared to the rest of you guys on the competition circuit? How do I feel about them? Yes. In what way? 
Uh, well, what they're doing is a separate circuit now for the charcoal and and wood only guys. So now you have the pellet curl guys that are doing this. Basically, uh, it, it's just a different type of style, different type of smoking. It, it's a different type of style. I just want to know what you thought about it. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm understanding what you're asking me, Matt, before I make a fool out of myself. Are you saying that uh, like an event like a King of the Smokers is precluding a uh, a pellet cooker from taking part in that or that's putting them at a disadvantage, I guess you could say? No, I, I think that it's actually challenging to be a, a better cook. Yeah, I mean, I think if you go uh, around and look at the teams that are using pellet cookers, um, I think there's, for the people that aren't, necessarily involved in the competition thing they might see it as a um as a slack move i guess but really in essence uh, the, the teams that are using the the big wood burners like the jambos or some of the other high end uh i could probably make an argument just as easily um that those things are so efficient and so labor non-intensive compared to you know, an old close or an old gator pit or an old Bates or, you know, a national or whatever, where you're, or a laying where you're feeding it every 25 or 30, 35 minutes, uh, what have you. They're so insulated. Everything is so insulated anymore that a stick burner or a pellet cooker, they're almost comparable in regards to labor that you have to put in. Uh, although there is the need for fire management skills. And I, I think, look, if, if uh, the top teams, if you look at the top teams sitting aboard KCBS or sitting atop FBA... Oh, no, no, Craig, not the top teams. What about the guys walking through the door? What should they be doing? Yeah, no, no, I'm asking what about the guys walking through the door, like the entry-level teams, yeah. not the backyard teams, but the big competition teams yeah. at a lower level. Yeah. Do you think it's fair that... The stick burners go against because the King of Smoke is one of those competitions I dream to get to. But what do you think about those guys going against the, the Traeger, not the Traegers, but the, the pellet cookers and this and that? Do you think they should all be on the same level, or do you think um, there should be separate? Oh, like oh. he has did the King of Smoke, you know, the big pop ups and stuff like that. Do you think there should be different divisions for charcoal and stuff like that? No, no, no. I think uh, I think if you're getting into it, um, I, I mean, I, I think I see what you're what you're getting at. Um, you know, I, I'd say I don't. Well, first of all, I don't really understand a lot of the backyard stuff myself. Um, secondarily, if you're going to get into the to the competition side of things, I think you need to practice at home, and you need to you need to, you just need to get a cooker that you like. And you need to practice with it. You need to know it in and out. So, and whether that's a, a pellet cooker, because you need to know, I mean, for as easy as it is to maintain temperature and you just got to add pellets and all this stuff, you still need to know where the hot spots are and how it's going to react in a certain kind of weather, this, that, and the other thing. So uh, I don't necessarily think there needs to be just a charcoal division or just a, a pellet uh, division or just a, a stick burner division. Uh, I think there doesn't need to be any division. I think I, there needs to be more inclusion, for crying out loud. There needs to be the the gas uh, the gas cookers and the electric cookers whatever you can do to get more people into a competition uh, inherently potentially has the opportunity to raise more purse money because a lot of these purses out there in the KCBS and the FBA are still uh, fairly putrid and uh, you're nine times out of ten you're probably still coming out at a loss if you win the thing depending on where you're coming from 
So uh, I think it needs to be more inclusive instead of uh, looking to sector off. Just my thought, man. Absolutely. Great, you, man. You're, right, man. Great, you're a great host. I appreciate it. Thank you. Matt obviously knows what he's talking about. Obviously didn't know what the hell he was asking me, and I rambled on and made myself look like a, a tool for five minutes. Jim Elser, I bet you could inject pork butt with your sweet smoke Q juice deep fried. It would be like candy canes. You know it. Deep fry everything. <laughs> You get deep fryers in barbecue competition. Watch out, bitches, because my mom is going to be on top of it. Deep fried stuffing balls. But yeah, so I so if you didn't understand what he was saying, he's like, hey, if you're just getting into it, you know, should everybody be cooking on a pellet grill, or should we, you know, only have uh, people cooking on charcoal against each other, all that stuff? No, uh, open it all up. Let everybody in. Let everybody play. Bring more people to the party. If you think you can cook really good barbecue on an electric cooker, bring it on. If you think you can cook better on a stick burner, bring it on. Know your cooker. I mean, the most successful cooks out there on the circuit know their cooker better than anybody else. They know how it's going to react in weather conditions and at altitude or with punky wood on the off chance that they get some or with off-brand charcoal. They're going to know all about it because they put themselves in positions to learn about it. And that's what you got to do. Whether you're a backyard guy or not, or on the competition scene, you got to know your cooker, first and foremost. All right, uh, September 16th, we had a competition chicken roundtable with Butcher Barbecue, Clark Crew Barbecue, and Smoke Me Silly. Oh, my God, it's competition barbecue roundtable mania. Then, on September 23rd, we had former... Cincinnati Bengal Reggie Kelly from Kaivon Foods. Talked a little bit of football with him. We talked with Sterling Ball from Big Papa Smokers after we had a terrible internet meltdown with him the week before. And then, two weeks before that, he was a guest via Skype. Two weeks after that, going down to the Sam's Club Final in Bentonville, Arkansas, stopping in for a live visit. Basic Patrick, Patrick Paquette, joined us. Me, right in studio. As a matter of fact, he was sitting right there. Well, maybe not on that couch because I didn't have the couch. That got moved down subsequently later. But that's where he was sitting, and we had a great back and forth. He sat in, and it was fabulous. Always love having the Central Lights stop in on the show. When they have time, of course. Uh, September 30th, we talked with Jennifer Brand of Brand Solutions about the upcoming American Royal this year. Rich Parker from IBQN and the Barbecue Superstore talked about winning the Sam's Club National uh, title the weekend before. And then we tried to have uh, Mike Mills on. That worked out horrible. Never got around to reloading uh, Mike Mills, believe it or not. Angel Iverson still uh, sending me nasty grams about that. Uh, Bill Gillespie was on the show October 7th, recapping his win at the American Royal. Stephen Franklin of uh, Simply Marvelous Barbecue recapped his win at the Dana Point competition. Ray Lampy talked about his Barbecue Hall of Fame induction on October 7th. Sterling Smith of Loot and Booty talked about his RGC at the American Royal Open Sunday. Pretty big show October 7th, so if you missed that, you want to go back and get it. A lot of great information there, a lot of great guests. October 14th, Todd Johns from Pla- – wow, I mean, these things just feel like they just happened for crying out loud. 
Todd Johns came on. We talked about his huge success in the barbecue restaurant sector, opening a second retail location. Dave Bosco from Butcher Barbecue came on to talk about his new product, the Open Pit Flavored Pork Injection. Shane Vitovic, owner of the Proper Pig, joined me to talk about how they got into the barbecue food truck business right here in good old Cleveland, Ohio. October 21st, Bill and Rachel Best from Tech Grills came on the show. We talked about the company history, the uh, Tech Grills, the real infrared of Tech Grills. Don't be fooled by the infrared wannabes, as I said. Mike Richter from uh, Chick Swine and Bovine talked about his win at the Southern Ohio Smoked Meat Festival and looked to the Jack Daniels the following week and... uh, uh, we tried to get Texas Pepper Jelly Craig Sherry on, but I don't believe that actually took place, if memory serves me correctly. October 28th, winner of the Jack Daniels Barbecue World Championship, Darren Worth joined me on the show. We talked about a number of things, including uh, big wins the previous year, 2013 American Royal win and the Kingsford Invitational. Uh, 2014 Jack Daniels uh, RGC, Mike Richter joined us again in as many weeks. Uh, Steve Ray made his first appearance on the show, October 28th. He was a embedded reporter for the Chattanoogian, giving updates for their blog, and we talked about his take on it. Uh, November 4th, we talked to Ask Dr. Barbecue. We also had an interview with Mike Wozniak of QOut. November 11th, Meathead came on, and we talked about turkey and other such tomfoolery because that's all we had leading up to Thanksgiving. Chad Ward from Whiskey Bent Barbecue came on. We talked about his recent circuit success. We talked about flavor sauces, competitions, and his storefront opportunity that he had. November, we're almost through the year. Can't believe we're going to actually get through all of it. Uh, November 18th, Steve Ray was back on again talking about his competition uh, chops at the Chatworth Georgia contest. Uh, Also talking about some of the other teams that he bumped into and talked with. Sam the Cooking Guy guy came on and we talked about Thanksgiving leftovers. And if you would recall, we talked specifically about about stuffing balls and so forth. And then we went crazy when I got down to my parents' house for Thanksgiving and did deep-fried stuffing balls. You will recall that. December 2nd, so just a few weeks ago now, we're almost in it at the tail end of the year. We had Ray Lampy. Fielding questions from everybody. We talked to my mom, Connie Rempe, for another edition of Connie Recipes Corner, recapping the Thanksgiving meal that I had just mentioned. We really break down the event, what happened on the big day, but then the successful fried stuffing balls, the deep-fried stuffing balls that we did. Uh, We also kind of successfully, but mostly unsuccessfully, had the deep-fried mashed potato balls. But lesson learned, lesson learned there. Got that done. A partner of the show, Big Papa Smokers, Sterling Ball, came on, and we were talking up the 2014 King of the Smoker competition. 
We also talked about how that whole event came to be, the lifespan of that, so on and so forth. A couple more weeks to get to here, and then uh, the show will be done. This year will be done, and we will look to a new year. Check my phone here for something. 975, departed. Booyah! That's wonderful. Hold on one second. Oh. Darn it. This phone is really giving me the fits. Da, da, da. 10.37. Alright, gotta send somebody urgent text message. Started PMB. 2236. All right, folks, new year coming up. If you have a product or service that you would like to get out in front of a group of people that have an inherent interest, an innate interest, an interest where they're actively going out to find a show that talks about barbecue and grilling, there is an open spot right now on the Barbecue Central partner roster. If you have a product or service that you want to get out in front of a target market, this is the thing to do. You give me an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com, or you explore the website under About the Show. There is a thing that says uh, partner with the show, I believe, or advertise on the show or sponsor the show or something like that. Uh, Go there, download the media kit. gives you all the information about the show, uh, pricing. There's only one price. Only one way to do it at the moment. Well, two ways, but we can talk about the second way if you need to. Uh, but here's the thing. When you're on the show, I do the read. You get all the links on the websites, all that stuff. But when I do the read, it stays with the show forever. So anybody that's advertised on the show even once five years ago, if you go back and find that show and you listen to it, that read stays with that show forever. So really, I mean, what could I charge? What What is it? What's the value to you? A dollar a download? $2 a download. I mean, we're talking fat cash for me, but it's not even anywhere near that expense. Very reasonable. It's outside the box. I know it's not as normal as a lot of people like to talk about, but uh, look at the people that have been with the show. Guru, Big Papa Smoker, Steve DeFranco Jewelers, Green Mountain Grills, Cook Shack, Butcher's Barbecue, CookinPellets.com, just to name a few that have been around for years and years. Something's got to be going right. Maybe it's about time you stepped up to partner with the show here because it's going to go quick. I'm not even lying. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. We will wrap up the year in review right after this. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, let's finish out the year, December 2nd. Wait, we just did December 2nd, for crying out loud. By the way, uh, folks, this portion of the show brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Chris Becker and the good folks out there at Cooking Pellets, providing top-quality wood pellets for your pellet-driven cookers. CookinPellets.com is the website. You can also find them on Amazon.com. One thing that I want to point out, 
You know, there's some manufacturers of pellet grills out there that say if you don't use our pellets, it avoids the warranty. Bullshit. Buy the pellets you want. I recommend cookingpellets.com. Chris Becker and his fine blend of pellets. I'll be getting some here shortly, believe it or not, because I am really running short. Like so much so that my New Year's Day cook is screwed. That's how screwed I am. Anybody live in the local Cleveland area that has pellets for me? Hook me up. December 9th, we talked with Meathead Goldwyn. We talked specifically about everything that had to do with fried chicken. We talked with Jim Elser of Sweet Smoke Q in the second hour to recap his big win at the World Food Championship uh, on the barbecue side of things. Also, he gave us a shot at uh, trying to win some of his great products that we did give away. A blogger, Maven extraordinaire, Grill Girl, Robin Lindars from the Grill Girl website came on. We talked about the fact that she is uh, now pregnant. Still don't know how that happened. We talked about the fact that she got a real website name from that uh, miser up in Canada. So now it's grillgirlgirl.com. Who knows how much she paid for that. Price point, pain point, as she said. We talked about some great barbecue and grilling holiday gift ideas for Christmas that just passed last week. DIY gifts, all that good stuff. And uh, we talked uh, December 16th, Ryan Newstrom, Big T's Q crew, talked about the Grand Championship or the tie, a Grand Championship at King of the Smokers with Darren Worth of Iowa Smoky D's. Joe Beeland came on last week and we talked about the, uh, or two weeks ago, talked about the Tippy Canoe Barbecue crew and his third place overall finish at King of the Smokers. Sterling Ball came on, talked about the uh, overall look of King of the Smokers and how that went out. And then uh, last week's show, we talked with Donnie Bray and his take of the 2014 Kansas City Barbecue Society's Team of the Year, which he was shooting for wholeheartedly, was able to effectively secure that and is now going to be your reigning KCBS Team of the Year for 2015. Well, through 2015 until a new championship's crowned at the end of the year. Uh, rounding out last week's show, my mom, Connie Rempe, came in and we talked about everything that had to do with cooking prime rib. And I have to say, 100% effective as mine was absolutely perfect. In the heart of the middle, it was um, a little more medium on the medium rare side. So absolutely perfect for everybody involved. No complaints whatsoever. Although my mom would have had a heart attack and died. Chad Ward came on at the end of the show. Uh, we did the 2014 year in review from his perspective. It was fun. It was frivolity. Good time. It was a fun and frivolous time. It's my uh, Charles Nelson Riley. Thank you. I'll be here all week. And then this show, which was recapping the entire year last year. 2014 year in review show. There you go. Um, I ask humbly that if you are going to be going out and enjoying yourself in somewhere that is not your house tomorrow, if you overindulge, bring a designated driver or sleep wherever you are, even if it's in a bar, have them call you a cab, uh, ante up, order a limo, go pro-athlete on that. Don't do anything stupid to get yourself dead for the new year we don't want to see.
I don't want to hear about it. Don't bring us down. Let's start the new year off right. Get loose if you have to. Some of us got to work on Friday, so we can't get loose at all. Getting loose doesn't lend us to recovering anymore, if you know what I mean. So from me to you, thank you once again for making the Barbecue Central show a success this entire year, all 12 months, all shows. A tune of about, well, what is it, four a month, about 50 shows this year. Great guests, which I thank each and every one. Great takes, great comedy, great interaction with everybody. We continue to build and grow the show each and every week. February will mark, I believe, our uh, seventh or uh, maybe our the beginning of our eighth year of the live show. If you can believe it or not. So once again, thank you very much. Uh, from me to you, the Loyal Centralites, however you consume the show, thank you very much. But mostly, I really like the... Um, live listeners. No offense to the the podcast. But anybody that's getting the show live, whether it just be audio or video, audio, Harvey, love you though. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, let me ask you a couple things. If you got the Rawcast Iron season at each and every time, right? Each and every time. As it starts to cool down, hit it with the brush, then a little Pamela to Crisco, let it burn back in generations of rust-free service. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you next year. We'll see you next Tuesday. Good night, everybody.